name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Now, our program today was filmed at one of our powerful conferences in Laurel, Mississippi. And I want to give you a personal invitation to come out and join us sometimes. You're talking about powerful when all denominations and all races come together for one purpose, and that's to worship Jesus and get in his presence. And in this particular conference, people were healed of soul wounds that had hardened their hearts. I encourage you as you watch this program today, get real with the Lord and let him heal your broken heart. Be blessed by this message. The title of this message today is Freedom from a Hardened Heart. You know, we're living, you know, we've always heard the saying that you've got to have tough skin and a soft heart to be a Christian. Have y'all heard that before? But unfortunately, many of us have developed hardened hearts. And we're living in a time now, you know, the Bible says in the last days that men's heart would fail due to fear. And I believe that the root of every hardened heart is fear. Uh, unforgiveness can lead to a hardened heart. When our prayers are not answered the way we thought they should be answered, it can lead to a hardened heart. Rejection, I mean, we can fill in the blank where people will say, hey, I've been rejected one time. I'm not going to put myself out there to be rejected again. Have you ever been to that point in your life? And we're always wanting to point our finger at somebody else because do y'all know it's pretty easy to see somebody that's got a hardened heart? But sometimes we don't see it in ourselves. So what I want us to do today is to let the Lord examine our hearts and say, Lord, show me what's in my heart that doesn't need to be there. All of you by watching by television, just let the Lord speak to your heart today. Because we always can think about, oh, I wish somebody else could hear this message. They need to hear this. But Lord, speak to me. Y'all say, speak to me, Lord. All right, so we're going to get some freedom from this hardened heart because our prayers are not going to be answered. God's not going to use us like he wants to use us as long as we're walking around with a hardened heart. All right, let's get started in the word. Let's go to Hebrews 3, 8 through 11. Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of the trial in the wilderness where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Let's pray over this word. Father, I thank you so much for your presence that we feel. I thank you for this word. Anoint me to teach this word. Anoint every heart to receive. Amen. Now, if y'all remember the story of how God told uh, Moses to go to Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. They were in bondage in Egypt. And how God hardened Pharaoh's heart with 10 different plagues. And what you've got to understand is each one of those plagues represented an idol that they served. How do we know if we have a hardened heart? 
Anything that we put before God becomes an idol in our lives. And I think the thing now that comes to us more than anything is ourselves. Because we're living in a time now when it's all about me. My rights, what I want, what I believe. I, you know, let me tell you what I'm going through. I know y'all got problems, but let me tell you what I'm going through. And I think one of the greatest forms of idolatry is self-pity. Have y'all ever had a pity party? Often. It's a lonely party. Nobody wants to come to your pity party. And I found out they don't want to hear you having a pity party either because they're having their own. So Pharaoh's heart was hardened. But he finally let the people go. And they saw every miracle that was performed. I mean, frogs and what was it? I mean, I mean, uh, gnats and all kinds of stuff, these different plagues that was there, but God took care of all of them. Well, they were out of of Egypt. They were on their way to the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. But all of a sudden, they developed a hardened heart, and they started what? Whining and complaining. Do y'all know what I'm talking about today? I've done plenty of it. I said, Lord, are you giving me an illustrated sermon this week? (laughs) And they whined. How do you know they had a hardened heart? Sins of speech. Because it was rooted in fear. Because they had a fear of the giants in the future, and they felt like grasshoppers. Have you ever felt like a grasshopper? Because some of you got some impossible giants in your life right now, and you've allowed fear to come in, and you're comparing yourself to other people, and you feel like a grasshopper right now. But I can tell you that our God is bigger than any giant in your life. He is a supernatural, miracle-working God. And so what did they do? They whined and they complained and they started talking about Moses and Aaron. Well, you brought us out here to die. What kind of leaders are y'all anyway? At least we were in bondage, but we had food to eat. And what did they do? They went around the same mountain time and time. Their hearts was hardened and they never received the rest that God intended them to have. So how do we know if we have a hardened heart? Y'all sure are quiet today. I think I'm stepping on some toes already. Y'all ain't heard nothing yet. (laughs) We're just getting started on this one. But sins of speech. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And so many times our heart is confused because we know all the Christianese things to say, don't we? By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I'm speaking to my body. My body is healed in the name of Jesus. Until we see somebody on the street, let me just tell you, my arthritis is acting up. (laughs) You won't believe I've had allergies and sinuses. And so (laughs) Our spirit man gets confused because we're saying one thing and doing something else. But sins of speech, y'all, we are living in a time, and I know I'm preaching to a bunch of angels today. Y'all are so sweet. But some of you by TV now, y'all may have some issues. 
Because we're living in a time now is a very divided, hated world. And we want to justify what we're saying and what we're doing. But I got a scripture for you. Y'all ready for some more word? I'm going to do quite a bit of teaching today. All right, let's go to Ephesians 4, 29 through 32. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed from the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind, y'all say kind, to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ, God in Christ forgave you. Boy, is this a scripture that the world needs to hear now. Because there's so much slandering going on. I'll love you if you agree with me. But if not, I'm going to forgive those that I want to, and it's not you. And unfortunately, it's gotten in the church, too. So much slander, so much division, so much everybody's got an opinion. Have y'all ever seen so many experts in your life? People's always sending me something. Um, let me, get, I got some inside information. And I'm thought, I got some inside information, too. Jesus is still in control. But you know, and it's turned so much where people are divided. Friendships are divided. Families are divided. Churches are divided. And if we would spend as much time praying for our leaders than talking about them. And it don't matter. We got to pray for them. I've heard people say, and it don't matter who's in office, because I've been, it's been two different ones. Well, they're not my president. I'm not praying for them. Well, you better be praying for them. Because that's what the word says. We're supposed to pray. And how things would change if we would quit slandering and start praying. How our churches would change if we would start lifting our pastor's arms up instead of slandering in them and talking about them. How we could all change if we would be lifting each other's arms up instead of stabbing each other in the back. Everybody is fighting a different battle right now. You may look good on the outside, but I know the enemy is working overtime right now, and if he can't take you out, he wants to wear you out. With one attack after another attack, and this is the time for the church to come together and love each other. We're not called to be hard-hearted. We're called to be tender-hearted. Forgiving is not an option. It is a command of God. So we have got to let the Lord heal our hardened hearts. Because see, the world is looking at the church. When the church can't get along, when the church is slandering each other, why do they want what we got? And I know y'all saying, that's one bold woman. Well, you know, I learned a long time ago, I got to please God. I'm not here to please man, I'm here to please God. And if he gives me something to minister, I have to minister. Because i got to stand before him one day. But oh, how things could change 
if we start holding each other's arms up. It's a hard time to be a Christian now because it's all rooted in fear. Everything is rooted in fear. But we got to love each other and be compassionate because that's what's going to cause revival. When they see us joined together in unity and loving each other. So back to the Israelites and their hardened hearts. You know, it's just amazing how they saw miracles take place. I mean, some of these had saw the Red Sea parted. Then they saw these de- these re- these plagues, how God delivered them from the plagues. But then shortly after they're in the wilderness whining and complaining. And God provided the manna. Y'all, do you know there was probably around three million people in the wilderness? That's a lot of folks. No wonder poor Moses. I just can't imagine. Can (laughs) y'all? And they were whining. And see, the manna fell every day. There could have been at least 4,500 tons of manna that fell a day every day for these people to eat. But they had to pick it up. Wasn't like a snowflake just come out. But they had to do their part. And see, we're in the New Testament now, and Jesus is our manna. He is the bread of life. He is all that we need. But we got to stay focused on him. We can't be focused on everything else in the world. We got to stay focused on him. And he will give you the manna. Some of you are going through some hard times. Some of you are going through some battles right now. But I can tell you, God will give you the manna that you need one day at a time. Sometimes it's not one day. It may be one minute. Lord, just give me what I need one day at a time. So many people spend their time worried about something that's not going to happen. But you trust Jesus. He is the bread of life. Well, what about quail? Did y'all know quail was in the wilderness? Where did they come from? That could have been at least three to six million quail a day that just flew in out of the wilderness where they, that wasn't a natural habitat for a quail. And they just came in every day and it's like, eat me, just eat me. But see, they became so accustomed to it. They looked at God like he was a natural God instead of a supernatural God. Because they had become so hard-hearted. This is my, this is the way it is. They become desensitized that this is the way it's going to be. There was children that was born during this time that thought, hey, this is just the way it is here. And y'all, what about the water? When God told Moses to strike the rock, do you know it could have been 15 million? Am I impressing y'all with all these figures? Fifteen million gallons of water to take care of the livestock and the people out of a rock in the wilderness. There's no water, very little water in a wilderness. But God provided. And he is our living water. But we got a thirst for him. Are you hungry for him? Are you thirsty for him? Because out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. 
but they became accustomed to it. That's just the way the life was for them. They didn't see God as a natural God. I mean, a supernatural God. They saw him as a natural God. And how many times do we see that in our lives when the Lord performs miracle after miracle, but then we find ourselves whining and complaining and worrying about, God, how are you going to do that? Has God been good to you? Hey, when you're going through a wilderness of life, the best thing you can do is have a flashback of what God brought you through. The time that you couldn't put food on your table, but how God provided. The time that you thought you were going to lose everything, but how God provided. And if he did it then, he'll do it again. But we got to look at God as a supernatural God. We try to make him more like us. We try to figure him out. Have y'all figured out you're not God yet? A lot of people develop hardened hearts because they figured out they wasn't God. And I believe we're going to see more miraculous miracles take place when we understand what a supernatural God that we serve. But because of everything that we've been through, and y'all, this pandemic has been horrible, and people have died, and people are still losing their lives, and it's, it's a serious thing, and it's all more fear now, but we've got to learn. We've got to have some rest. The church has got to go forth. People's got to be one to Jesus. But what it's done, it's brought so much confusion. But if you go back and you look at history, bad times have always happened. But God brings you through. I don't think any of y'all were around in the Great Depression, were you? I'm not that old. But I can remember my mother talking about uh, they were sharecroppers. And they lived in this house that she said you could see the chickens underneath. You could see the snow coming in and the resilience. And I know all of y'all heard your parents talking about, well, you don't know how far I had to walk to school in the snow. <laughs> but you don't know, we don't know what they went through. We weren't born during that time. And then, you know, there was smallpox and there was, um, y'all help me out with some more, smallpox and polio. And, and then the Black Death where one third of Europe's population was killed. Spanish flu, 20 to 50 million people were killed. So there's always been pandemics. Thank God they didn't have politics involved back in those days. But you know what? People bounced back. And I believe we're going to bounce back too. And I believe through all of this, we have grown stronger. We can see what a mighty God that we serve. We have torn down idols in our lives, things that we put before Jesus in our lives. We're more focused on Jesus. We're going to believe in him. We're going to see more love, more peace, and more miracles take place for what we've been through. Because, see, we grow. We're in America. We're blessed. When people are giving their lives all over the world... And we're so blessed in America. But see, a lot of us, we've been born during times where there's nothing, been nothing but blessings. And I know some of you are going through some hard times, but if you got a roof over your head, you're blessed. You're blessed. So thank the Lord for what we do have. Tough times happen, but people come back stronger. And I believe that for the church, too. But everything is rooted in fear. Now, what do we do when we're afraid? Y'all learning anything? 
Amen. All right. Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. See, we can't blame the news if we sit there and watch it. Anything that is bringing fear in your life, you need to turn it off. If it's the news, if it's certain sights that's bringing fear, you need to turn it off. And we need to turn on Jesus. Our ministry is to spread the hope of Jesus to this hurting world through the media. Television is very expensive, but so worth it. By partnering with us, you can touch people's lives all over, and this world needs Jesus. If you would consider partnering with us, you can make a donation through our website, sandrahancott.org, or through the address that's on the screen, or you can even call us at 1-800-579-7350. I want to thank you in advance for being a blessing. I pray this message blessed you. And through all the teaching today, you understand what a big God we serve. He is the great I am. He's not the great I was. He's not a natural God. He is a supernatural God. And your problem is not as big as our God. And some of you are listening to the lies of the enemy that's telling you things will never get better. You'll never be healed. You'll never... Uh, be loved again, that Jesus doesn't love you. But I can tell you, Jesus Christ loves you just the way you are. And I encourage you to cry out to him and let him heal some of those soul wounds, those heart issues in your life. But if you're watching this program and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, this is your day. You know, many of you, you know religion, but you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe because the enemies told you you messed up too much. But that's what the blood of Jesus is all about. And if the Holy Spirit is, is speaking to you, I want to lead you to Jesus and just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross just for me and you rose again on the third day. Come into my heart and come into my life. And from this day forth, I'm going to live for you. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, congratulations. Find you a good Bible-believing church and grow to be more like Jesus. Yes, you'll go through wilderness experiences because that's life. But you'll never be alone because the Holy Spirit will be with you wherever you go. Now, if you're watching today and you can say, I have some bitterness in my heart, I have unforgiveness, or maybe you have a, a physical illness in your body and you need special prayer, we do have a 1-800 number. Just call that number and look, please leave a message. We'll get back with you. The, the line's very busy, but we will get back with you.
Now, I can't go off this program without thanking our partners. We love and appreciate you, and we pray for you every day. Television is very expensive, but it's such a powerful tool to reach more people for Jesus because people have lost hope. And we all know the only hope that we all have is in Jesus. So just a one-time donation, or if you want to partner with us, we could really use your help right now. Now, next week, we're going to have part two of this message, Freedom from a Hardened Heart. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. You've got some impossible situations, but I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.